0: exciting exciting if you want to find out more book a call and let's chat and lastly remember radiate and renew four simple habits simple but mighty habits is starting may the 15th so come and sign up for that hello and welcome to the fit and fabulous podcast with me dr Alina. I help families create easy habits and systems they love so that they can all feel fit and fabulous without having to think about it. On the podcast, we talk about all aspects of a healthy life. What we eat, my favourite med style diet, which isn't a diet, but a way of eating. Habits, exercise, emotional wellness, weight loss, research and what the experts say. Most importantly, we talk about how to transform our lives so that we can actually do these things, take control of our health, feel fit and fabulous, and for it all to be easy and fun. You're welcome to sign up to my Healthy Family Eating Systems video, where I explain how easy my system is for providing healthy foods for my family. You can find that at drorlina.com that's d-r-o-r-l-e-n-a.com forward slash healthy family meal plan with a little dash in between those words if you're interested in my new program fit and fabulous family that's launching in august please email me at orlina at drorlina.com or reply to one of my emails to arrange a time to chat it's going to be life and family transforming and of course easy and fun now on with today's show Hello and welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina Kerrick. Before we get started this week, just a little announcement. I cannot believe that the summer is nearly over and we're on the brink of the autumn term, kids perhaps going back to school, who knows? And I am now getting ready to take more one-on-one clients. So if you are interested in transforming your life and applying everything that we learn on this podcast, so the four pillars of nutrition and exercise and sleep and mindset, then feel free to book a discovery session with me where we just chat a little bit and get to know each other and see if we're a good fit to work together. And the call in itself is normally amazing and fabulous and really can change the way that you think about things, even if you don't end up coming and working with me. So if you'd like to get in contact, if you already receive my emails, then just reply to one of those. If not, then you can email me at orlina at com. So that's orlina, O-R-L-E-N-A at com. Okay, on with today's show. Hello and welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina Kerrick. I hope that you are feeling fabulous today. Today, I am super excited to welcome a special guest called Christina Campos, and we are talking all about connection with children. Now, this is a podcast about health, so why on earth are we talking about connection? Because it's all part of our family health, and when we have connected children, when we have a good relationship with our children, then we feel less stressed And we are feeling more healthy and more just generally fit and fabulous. So, Christina, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Now, I'm going to tell you that Christina is the founder of The Impactful Parent, which is a free online community where parents of school age children can get tips, resources and community for navigating through the tween years. Christina, that sounds really exciting. Please tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Ah, absolutely. Well, um, I was a teacher for over 20 years, and I had a unique experience of being able to teach uh, preschool through high school, and most of those years were actually um, the kindergarten through uh, middle school years. So I have a special love in my heart for those teenagers that a lot of people don't, but I love adolescence, so that's
0: kind of where my specialty lies. That is fabulous. And I think... I speak for myself. My children aren't quite quite there at teenage years yet. And I think most people in this audience have younger children. So what can parents of younger children do today to set the stage for success through those adolescent years? Well, it really
1: does come down to exactly what you were talking about, creating that connection. It's so super, super, super important. And the reason why is because as adolescents, it's completely developmentally appropriate for them to start to pull away from you as a parent when they start to become 13 14 15 years old and when they're going through those stages and why teenagers are so difficult honestly is because you know they're trying on different hats they're doing different things they're really trying to discover themselves in the world aside And apart from you, um, really separating those bonds. And it's so hard for parents to see that connection separate, but it's so good for them. That's how they become adults. It's how they find themselves. It's how they grow. But they're going to go through difficulties as they're discovering themselves. And that's when the connection that you built in the younger years really, really takes place. Huge importance because if you develop that connection when they're younger, then they feel much more coming, much more comfortable coming to you when they have these really difficult situations that are going to come up for sure in their life as they're trying to discover who they are. If they don't have that connection with you now, they're more alone than ever. Now they're relying on their friends more than ever than to to help and support them. And that takes them into places that obviously can 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 actually move them into a a very scary or bad place from time to time. So that
0: connection coming back being able to come back to your parents, it's huge. It's really big. That's very, very interesting. And I guess it's also very heartwarming because we want to be connected to our children. So it's a positive message really, I think, that, you know, we can really help our children through those years if we connect. And I have to say, as a mother of four, I think they're called tweens, I do notice that When I'm feeling or when my children are feeling connected, they're much, much more likely to do something that I ask them to do. When they aren't feeling connected, the invariable answer is no or a grunt or something like that. So how can we create connection with our younger children? Can you give us some real practical tips and tricks for creating security?
1: Absolutely. Because that's where it comes down to is, is that you're trying to create a sense of security and I love you no matter what. That is the bottom line of creating connection. It's not just spending time with your kids. You could spend time with your kids and not actually create a connection with them. So the importance of the connection portion is to give them that security that they need, that they can count on you when the going gets tough in their life. So how do we do that? Um, I'm going to give you some, I can think of three off the top of my head, super practical things. The first thing you can do is create a routine for them. And I know a lot of parents are like, Oh, I have a routine, but this is so important. Um, routine provides stability for children of all ages, including your teenagers. Um, when they have a routine, then they're able to, life is predictable for them you don't have to nag them as much because their expectations have already been set they know what is needed of them routine is important and so what i would suggest for creating connection with routine is making sure that you have those um those specific routine things that you are actually creating with your children every week whether that's meal times maybe really making the effort to have meal times at a spe- you know every maybe maybe not every day because that's honestly really unrealistic, especially as your children get older and they get more busy and they start to have their own lives, but to have meals maybe three days a week even, um, as particular time, or maybe your routine is we're going to go on a walk every Sunday. And if you start these routines early, then again, it's, it's just a part of their life. They don't know anything any different. So they're less likely to argue with you or fight you about it. Um, and it just becomes an expectation. Maybe it's a game night that you have um, once a week or just a s- specific time period where, you know, as a parent, you're going to go and spend that particular hour with your child. Um, another thing I would recommend that you do is set boundaries. And it's so important because, again, boundaries creates security. It gives them limits on what is expected of them and what they can do freely. So rules are really important. And I would post those rules. You take those expectations and you make sure that they're well known. You talk about it. You talk about what happens when you break those rules and what are those consequences. And the more that you can do with your child, the better off that they're going to be. Because people don't know at any age. Nobody wants rules imposed on them. But if you can talk with your child and say, look, we have this rule. This is why the rule is here. What do you think the consequence would be if we break this rule? Now you're giving them not only a little bit control of their environment, which they love, but also you're showing them that you care about their opinion. You care what they think. And now again, they know the expectation. So they're less likely to fight you on it. Um, Because as parents, we are trying to create boundaries for our kids. We're not trying to be their friend. We're trying to be their parent. So when I say create connection, I think a lot of parents sometimes mistake that to, hey, I'm just going to be their friend all the time. It's like, no, you are their parent. Creating connection goes on many, many different levels. And one of them is creating boundaries for your child. And as they get older... Your role as a parent, actually, in my opinion, shifts from parent to actually more like of a coach. You start to coach your child through the teenage years because you need to give them some freedom to find who they are. And it's parents that are stifling and like very imposed, pose things on on their children where they start to hit all that pushback, and that's when the fights begin, and that's when the budding heads start. So. Coaching your children to get through problems and coaching them on how to, how to deal with things um, really becomes your role as your children get older and older and older. And my last suggestion to you um, on this particular thing and how to create connection would be to really, really make an effort to show them unconditional love. And I know when I say that, a lot of parents right now are probably thinking, Well, of course, of course I love my kid no matter what. But unconditional love is actually really difficult if you're criticizing, if you're making judgments, if you're setting particular conditions. And that's what sometimes we do subconsciously as they get older. For example, as they get older, they're going to start to maybe develop their own personal clothing style where you may not agree with what they're wearing. Well, if you try to take hold of that too much and say, no, you can't do this. And of course, there, you can put boundaries on it. But if you don't give them a little bit of self-expression and you're honestly telling your child, well, I mean, I just, I just don't like you like that. Maybe you don't say those words, but that's the message that's going to come across if you don't let them have some freedom and show them that, hey, I love you no matter what. If you make a bad choice, I still love you. You're going to get in trouble. I'm still here to catch you when you fall. There might be consequences to your actions, which are completely normal and very, very healthy, but you're still there as the safety net. And I think that's uh, it's, it's just something you have to be really conscious of. So as just as especially as they get older and they start to separate from you, it's a lot easier when they're little, but it'll get more difficult as you, as they get older. And I think that telling these younger, younger, your younger audience that, hey, this is what's coming and this is the foundation that you can set. And if more you can prepare yourself like anything, the better off you're going to be later on.
0: I love that. Thank you. So just to recap routine boundaries and unconditional love and I have to laugh because you're talking about teenagers and their dress sense well I have a seven-year-old daughter and actually a few years ago I went through exactly that scenario and she would be so so wanting to get herself dressed and she would come out with the most ridiculous outfits you have ever seen and I had to sort of <laughs> bite my tongue and go oh you look lovely. How about you don't wear that dress with your welly boots or something like that? And she would not listen to me. And in the end, I just had to say, okay, you can get yourself dressed in whatever way you want, and we'll just live with it. So that is interesting. And another message that I'm really hearing from you, which I really love is habits. And I'm all about habits. And I think this is really true. And I think one thing that um, I picked up on was my children used to say, When I'd ask them to help tidy up, for example, after dinner time, and they would say, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. And so I just turned around and said, okay, we're going to do this every single day. We're going to create it as a habit. And they now just do it routinely. They don't think about it. It's just normal life. So that's why I totally, totally love habits.
1: Oh, yes. Routine is huge. It really, really is. And I mean, I just can't stress it enough. It, it, It makes parenting that much easier.
0: Yes, I totally agree. And I say exactly the same thing about healthy eating. It's just about habits. And it's what we normally do. And if you have these habits, children don't grow up thinking, oh my goodness, I eat really healthily. They grow up just thinking, well, this is this is what we do. This is how we eat. And I think it's exactly the same way that if they're used to talking to their parents and, you know, asking their parents for help and coming to their parents, then that's what they're going to do in their teenage years. And maybe you know this a little
1: bit better than I do, Orlena, but uh, what is the, is it like six weeks when something becomes a habit that you have to continue to do it for? Because that's kind of like my standard, but I don't know what the scientific... uh, Yeah, no,
0: that's an interesting question. And I think there isn't, like, I think different people say different things about this, but there isn't an actual specific time. It's really about when you can do something without thinking about it. So it does depend on how often you're doing that habit. And it depends on your motivation of doing that habit. And I think, you know, as a rule of thumb, six weeks is about realistic, but sometimes it will take longer and sometimes you can actually create a habit super quickly. So for example, a good example of that is someone who has, you know, a smoker who's been diagnosed with lung cancer, and then they will give up smoking immediately. They've changed their habits immediately because they had such a big you know, way of thinking about it, a big shock. But normally, I think six weeks is a rough rule of thumb. So I have another question for you. What are the most common mistakes that you see that parents make when they're trying to create connection?
1: Well, there's a few. The first thing I would say is they start that routine that we're talking about, and they quit. And it's not that they're intentionally quitting. It's more like, our lives as parents get super, super busy and our kids too. And so what ends up happening is we do it for a little while and then, oh, something comes up and it's, we're going to miss this week, but we'll do it again next week. And then suddenly skipping weeks or skipping days becomes more habitual. And now you're not doing it anymore enough that it's actually creating a routine. So I think that that's one mistake that a lot of parents do. Another mistake would be that they don't maintain the routine that they're trying to establish long enough. Um, which goes back to what we're just saying. You know, I think it's about six weeks that starts to develop something, but, um, you got to keep it going for at least that long to get into the habit. And then in addition to that, um, Over the years, this is a routine that you should establish through the teenage years, not just when they're eight or nine or 10, but literally until they're out of your house every day or every week or whatever that looks like in your routine to keep going even as they get older. Um, and not stopping just because they turn 13 and they maybe they seem a little less interested in your routine than they were before. You know, you just push it and you push through that and you continue with the tr- routine. And I think the last thing that I see most common that parents do is as they get older, sometimes that routine does have to shift a little bit because the interest of the child changes. So, For example, before I was saying, um, maybe your routine is a game night. Um, And after a while, your child may look at game night as boring or not as stimulating to them and they just don't care about it as much. But the point is, is to spend time with them. So maybe you do shift the routine a little bit. It's not that you're gonna give up spending time that specific hour with your kid every week. Instead, you switch the activity. And it's super important to ask your child, what do you want to do during our bonding hour? Of course, you're not really going to call it a bonding hour because they'll probably be turned off by that. But, you know, our time together, what do you want to do during this hour that we have? And asking your child, because so so many times as parents, we just tell our kids what we want to do. Hey, let's go for a walk. And we just assume that they're going to get up and put on their tennis shoes and go for a walk with us. Or... Let's go play this game. And again, they may not have any interest in that or their interest may change as they get older. And sure, they may say, hey, can you play my video game with me? I just want to play video games. And I think that as parents, we have to kind of change our mindset and say, okay, this week we're going to do what you want. And if what you want is me playing video games with you, that's not that. You are now taking an interest in your child's interests." And whether you think it's boring and stupid, it really doesn't matter. You just portrayed to your child that you care what they think, you have an interest in what they like to do. And that means a lot to them. It means a lot to anybody when you start asking questions to them instead of giving them the answers. I think that's a big deal.
0: I agree. I agree. That's very interesting. And just going back to what you were saying about habits and how habits can fall off. I always tell people that the danger zone in dropping your habit is not actually the first one. If you skip the first one of doing something and you get back into doing it, then that's perfectly fine. The danger zone is when you skip the second one. So if you skip one, whatever it is, I'm currently building up the habit of going running, which I can tell you is really hard work actually. And I go with my two older boys. So we go running. And so for example, last weekend, it was Sunday. It was my son's birthday. We had lots going on and we skipped A running session but we made sure that the next time we didn't skip that so that we continued where we were and we didn't just let it drop now I wanted to tell you of one of my favorite silly ways of connecting with my children we have this really silly game where we gaze lovingly into each other's eyes and we say I love you I love you and the idea is that you're not allowed to smile or blink it becomes well but the rules change from time to time so now I have sprung this question on you, but what kind of silly activities do you like most to build connection with children?
1: Oh, geez. Uh, well, I am a single mom of four kids. And I will tell you right now that each and every one of my four kids is different. How we can create the same different kids, so different from the same two people is beyond me, but it happens, right? And um Let's see. Um, you know, I I really do what my kids, I ask them, just like what I was telling you. I take my own advice. I ask my kids what they want to do. And sometimes it is silly what they want to do. Um, my youngest child is more creative and just wants me to do, like, art with her, which isn't that silly. But my, my next older child from one of my middle children um, really likes, uh, he's really into the military right now. And so I have to actually create obstacle courses in my backyard for this child. But I can't tell you how much he appreciates that I take an interest in his interests. So I'm in my backyard nearly every week trying to figure out how to take a table and turn it into some kind of tent or camping thing that he has to do, or how how are we going to create fire today from two rocks and <laughs> learn to survival techniques. And I got to be really creative on how I can engage him, but it, it works. It really does. And my teenagers, um, I have two teenagers there again. It's a little bit more difficult, but uh, one of them, I'm teaching how to drive right now. And my special time with that child is sitting in the car and just talking. And sometimes I just have to sit there and listen. And sometimes uh, there's a lot of talking on that end. And sometimes there's not much, but it's okay. Sometimes just sitting with that child's okay, too, even if it's in silence for a bit. Um, That's our time together. And my oldest child's going to be turning 18 here soon. I can't believe that. But um, that child that child loves anything. He's, he's actually a, a big feeler and toucher. So he just wants me to like hold him even at age 18. And this is a a boy. So he's a man. Now this guy, he, he's huge. He's way bigger than me. And here I am holding this big man of a child. Like he's a baby in my arms. I know it must look ridiculous, but that's what he wants. And that's what he needs. He, he likes that physical touch. And so, it really depends on the kid, and it's okay if it's silly, totally fine.
0: <laughs> Goodness, you sound like you have an absolutely wonderful family, and they sound like they have an absolutely wonderful mother. um Do you have any last words of wisdom for us?
1: Oh, I would just say, um, really creating those bonds now when they're the six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old is just, again, so important. Um, I think that those years tend to be some of the, I don't want to say easiest, but maybe less complicated than the toddler years and the teenage years. And as parents, sometimes because it's, it's now their kids are independent and they're still sweet to you and they're, they're they're not trying to pull away yet, but it becomes easier for us and we tend to get wrapped up in our own world and just uh, forget to create those routines, create that connection. And I cannot stress to you enough how important it is to continue those connections through that time period so that the teenage years will be that much easier for you and that much easier for your children because they really need you. They really, really do. And yes. that's, how you, that's how you create it.
0: Fabulous. I love it. And where can people find more about you, Christina? Sure. So I um, have a free platform so
1: you can just find me on social media. I'm on uh, Instagram. I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn. um, And all of it is at the impactful parent. Or you can go to our website, which is the HTTPS, the impactful parent.com.
0: Fabulous. Thank you so much for being with here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Well, there you have it. Thank you so much, Christina, for joining us. And just a quick reminder, if you would like to talk to me about working together to create your healthy and amazing life on autopilot, so you don't have to think about it, then please feel free to email me at orlina at drorlina.com. Have a fabulous week, and I will be back again next week. Bye-bye. you for listening. If you found the podcast helpful, I really appreciate it if you share it with any of your friends who are interested, which helps me to get the word out. And just a reminder, if you want to sign up to the Healthy Family Eating Systems, where I explain how easy my system is for providing healthy foods for my family, you can grab that at drorlina.com, Healthy Family Meal Plan, with a little dash in between. And if you're interested in my new program, Fit and Fabulous Family, it's launching in August. Please email me at orlina at drorlina.com to arrange a time to chat. Thank you so much and have an amazing week. I will be back again next week. Goodbye.